0: Well, good morning, friends. It's a fine morning and a good time to be here. Amen. I'm happy to be alive this morning Amen. and to uh, be here with the congregation again. There's so many things can happen in such a short time, and we don't know what time that we're going to be called upon to answer up at the big court, and we want to be prepared at any time <laughs> so we can have peace. And I'm very grateful, as I said, of course, I was sure Sunday night and was speaking to the people. I preached Sunday night and I want to thank Brother Roberson and all you all t- called in about enjoying that message of Sunday night. We have all things. And, um, so, um, I, sometime I didn't think I was going to speak, just come down and looked at Brother Neville and his, his throat kind of like a bumblebee down there and I thought, Poor brother, if he sure yeah. calls on me tonight, I'm going to help and do everything I can. Because I know what that is, when you're tired and hoarse, and you preached hard that morning. And so I, I spoke for him Sunday night. And um, so we're, I we're, uh, thank you very much. Now there's many requests they say for prayer. And so let's just remember them first, all these requests. Let's bow our heads now. Our Heavenly Father, it is written that we should enter thy assemblies with thanksgiving upon our hearts. Make our requests known in the assemblies of the saints. And we have many of them this morning. So many that we don't know how to call them to your attention, but you know them. And there's many that was not spoken of. You know them also. So we pray with all of our hearts as we did... Last Sunday night for hey. Sister Shepherd's, Brother Shepherd's uh, child. There, when in the, re- come, come back, the Holy Spirit said she does not have no polio. Hey. She'll be all right. What a satisfaction we have yeah. when we hear from you. Now, we're asking this morning that you will grant these requests for the sickness For the bereaved home, for the loved ones, and all that's been spoken, Father, we pray that you will remember each one. And I offer my prayer and the prayer of these people before thee, gathered together and sent to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Hear us, Father, we pray. Amen. Amen. I want to thank each and every one of you all for your prayers for me while I... You know, I had a little explosion down on the range down there, and Satan tried to kill me. And, and uh, of course, he couldn't do it. Look, well, God wasn't through it. <laughs> so he just can't do it until it's all over. When God's finished, then I'm ready. But I, my good friend, Brother Woods, down there, it's just the mercies of God, or he just found from here down and <laughs> not from here up. With about a five or six ton explosion that close to my face like that. Never hurt me a bit. Scratched my face up a little. so It's all gone now. Just one little spot left there. So I want to thank Brother and Sister Dow over here. Brother Brown and them who uh, understood by telephone conversation that they gathered together a group of people and prayed for me. And uh, that is something, does something to you. You know... You pray for others and everything. And then when you find out that somebody's praying for you when you need it, that Amen. means a whole lot. And I know many of you didn't call in or anything, but you did. This the same. And it means a whole lot to us. And that's the reason that I, it didn't hurt me. God let me be well. And so I'm very grateful. Now, I have some announcements just before we dedicate these little fellas. Um, now. Tonight, the service at the Tabernacle. And uh, all you that come here at the Tabernacle, come right to the service here. And uh, so I'm going to speak for Brother Ruddle tonight up here on the highway, one of our visiting brothers. And then as soon as they get back, if I have another night, I want to go to Brother Junie um, Jackson. Jackson. And then uh, that Brother Sellersburg, we owe him a night up there. And uh, so we want to go up to see him, the brother over at Utica getting in these nights as we can. This week, I leave for Green Bay, Wisconsin, as you know, to the regional convention of the full gospel businessman. Next Sunday, I'm at that high school that uh, up there that I was the last time there. I forget the name, that high school auditorium. What is it? Myther Stephen Mither. Yeah, all right. High school auditorium, and then Monday I'm in a convention over where I held the discussion with that ministerial association um, in Chicago. The last time there, we're in that place for a, a farewell meeting to Brother Joseph Bose, who's going to Tanganyika. Tanganyika, I believe he calls it in Kenya and urban, and, and through there, making arrangements for my own coming fall meetings, and um, in Africa and through uh, South Africa. And then we ask you to remember us in prayer in these meetings. And we return back, and I don't know where I have time to get it another day at the tabernacle or not, before we go then up to North Carolina, and then from there to South Carolina, and then all the way over to the Cow Palace and Los Angeles in Southgate. and South um, Gate. And there's where I hope to get to go and see Mr. Weatherby, the one that made the rifle that the shell exploded in. He didn't have the head space backed off too much and let the shell push back instead of go forward. It was an old rifle I just sent to him, and he had it bored out and, then, and made into a different kind of a rifle. And I put the shell in it, raised up to shoot, and, it, well, it blowed the gun 50 yards around me like that and melted in my hand. The barrel went out on the 50-yard line. The bolt went plumb back behind the deer cage 30, 40 yards behind me. And, pieces of flew and of fluid, knock bark off of trees and everything else. So that was that close to my eye, just about one inch where it went off like that. And if it had blow, and that gun will stand 6,900 pounds of pressure itself without blowing. So you can imagine how much was on it to do that. And if it had blow that, it could have blown my head and shoulders too, you see. But there was the Lord standing there It didn't even let it hurt me, he just scratched me across the face, and a little shrapnel went in, blow the side of my eye, made a ring around the side so it didn't touch the side where the shrapnel went in. One of the big pieces that stuck in the skull went around the eye, didn't get in the eye. So, oh, my. Yeah. Not long ago, remember, I told you he met me in the room and said, do not fear, for the never-failing presence of Jesus Christ is with you, Word. Yeah. So, that proves it, yeah. that he is. Amen. Uh, A doctor that looked at my eye in Louisville, he said, wrote back to Dr. Sam Adair down here, our friend, and said, the only thing that I can say that the Lord was sitting there that morning with his servant to protect him, or he wouldn't even have head and shoulders left. So he was really good to me, and I appreciate that. It brings me a little closer. It always makes a little different. And then two days after that, three days, after I was going on to my meeting where I had scheduled in Canada... The man, without knowing anything about this, called me back and had to postpone the meeting. See, I'd have been on the road out there thing hadn't happened like that, see. And so then call back, and I have to take the meeting, the Canadian meeting, and that will be in July. The last week's in July, and then I'm going on to Dawson Creek, then to Anchorage, Alaska, the Lord willing. Now, none of these meetings I have any leadings to go to. Not a one. But I came to think of sitting here all summer, sitting around here, and people dying everywhere. i got to sow seeds wherever it is. No matter what, if it don't come up, if the birds of the air get it, if whatever it is, I want to sow seeds because you give me something to sow. So I, I'm yeah, going to I... sow the seed anyhow. Now, we have a time here that many people, what they call baptize little babies in the Christian faith. Well, that's all right. If you do that, that's up to you. Of course, they don't really baptize them. They just sprinkle water on top of them. But to me, I like to stay with what the Bible said do. Therefore, just what the Word said, that's what I want to do. Just whatever it said. And now, I I don't find any place in the Bible. In the Old Testament, they brought the children for fleshly circumcision, the little males. And the mother offered an offering for purification to turtle doves or a lamb. But in the New Testament, the only place that I can find to commemoration of this great service, of it was a dedication. They brought infants to Jesus, and he picked them up in his arms and blessed them. That's what the parents did of his day. And his life was an example of what we should do. Thing. Amen. These things He did for an example. Now, we just take the little ones, and they bring them to us, and we just hold them up to God and ask God's blessings up on, on them and pray a prayer of dedication from the mother and father to God as they present their child. Amen. And, and dedicate them in the name of Jesus Christ until they're old enough to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And now, he said, whatever we do in word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus Amen. Christ. So, so that's what we wish to do. And now while the sister will play softly this little song, sister, we have here, bring them in. And the mothers and fathers, it's got these little babies that's never been dedicated to the Lord. If you'll bring them now. While the congregation, we sing softly to them, bring them now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bring Come in, bring them in, bring the little ones to Jesus. I love these little fellas, there's something about them, it's so sweet. I guess this is strictly not daddy. It's mm-hmm. all right. Now, I'll tell you, Sam, if you want to put that beat in there, so I'll
1: tell you that so this is
0: God's hand in the back of i the day. Jonathan Davis got a Jonathan had an Italian name and he had he wanted his baby the name a Bible. You know there was a great Italian in the Bible by the name of Cornelius one. He had a band and he was good. He gave alms to the people. But he being a Gentile, yes, you know the story. And one day an angel came to his house, and told him to send down for a man who knew the program of God. And he you know the story. While he had those people in such respect of God law, Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost of Jesus. I pray this day you'll be the same type of man. The same name. Jonathan. Beautiful. Come here, Jonathan. Now what a little lump of sugar for this family that is our head. Our Heavenly Father, years has passed by as a story that i just quoted of a great man named Cornelius who was a good man, righteous, came on the loving God. And an angel of God came to the house of that man. Oh God, we give to you this morning little Jonathan David. I pray, Heavenly Father, that I have taken him from the arms of his mother and father who is presenting him to you. I offer this prayer of dedication of this child's life for a life of service to you. A blessing to the home a great stepping stone to the church. Uh, Granted, Father, I give to you Jonathan Davis in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 God, please grace himself for raising him, the admonition of God. Bless you, God.
1: Now, this is why he is
0: now young. Or is it uh, right, another preacher coming on. What's the name? Micah. Micah. I'm speaking on him this morning. <laughs> Micah. Edward. Edward. That's a fine name. Now, I, my wife could do this a lot better when it comes to holding me, 'cause well, I'm always afraid I'll break them under little. <laughs> what a sweet little thing. That little eyes just looking at me. So little. One month old. That's our head. Heavenly Father, this young couple again walks up here to uh, he offer to you the results of their union of uh, life. You have given them to raise in the admonition of God. Bless this little Micah. God, I pray that you'll make him a man like Micah in the Bible. Yes, yes. Grant it, Father. Give to him the blessings of God. Bless his father and mother. And making an inspiration uh, here on earth a great stepping stone for the cause of Christ. And now, hear us, Father. I present to you from the arms of the father and mother to the arms of God, little Micah Edwards, in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. May Amen. Amen. the Lord bless you, I bless you, father and mother, to raise in the of God. Amen. Oh, I just love
1: little selfless.
0: <laughs> just everyone one, each one is the prettiest baby in the world. There's just no need. <laughs> when I brought little Joseph home, that was honestly the ugliest little fellow i ever seen. But his mother and I thought he was a doll. <laughs> but that's the way it is, you know. That's the, We just think that. I'm wondering this morning. Uh, uh, some of our members here. There was a, a. Now this eye has biliodonia in it, which blurs a lot. But Sister Nash uh, asked about Brother Nash. I wonder if he got all right. Uh, is are they here? Oh, well, yes, he's here. Praise the Lord, Brother Nash. That, that's good. Now Sister Edwards, is she here? The or Sister Shepherd that had the little sick girl. Uh, she's all right now. Fine. Um, I got the news, and the thing was just about five minutes I had people out of town for interview. I run in the room and prayed, and they said the child was taking polio, arms and legs are stiffening. And I run in to pray and said, I'll come after church. I uh, told Lois to call back and tell the lady I'd be there a- after church if she wanted me to call me. And when I went in to pray, the Spirit said, said no polio, she'll be all right. I come down. Uh, well, we all add prayer here at the church. Yes, amen. Just settle it. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Ah, Praise the Lord. Prayer changes things. Amen. He isn't here this morning, son-in-law. Yeah. Last Sunday, last time I preached your Sunday week, There's a young fellow sitting here. I kept looking at him. I thought, I ought to know that chap. And come to find out, he was my old schoolmate's uh, son, Jim Poole. Why, we was raised together from little boys up. He is the one that I had the shotgun accident with that time, and then later on had one himself. And a friend of mine, I trust that I can lead that boy to Christ. I tried his daddy so hard. I believe I will yet <laughs> uh, bring him yeah, in. I hope I can leave that young fellow. He had a. I looked around at him. He looked like he had a fine, what I call it. Now I don't make this remark to anyone else. A vibration of his spirit, a good feel. I believe it wouldn't take too much to lead that boy to Christ. So let's pray for him. That's right. Yeah, but... And brother, uh see somebody else that was sick or something that I'm trying to think of. However, we pray for all. And when sometimes when you send a request, remember, as soon as I get it, my wife's in a building somewhere, I think. So she knows as soon as I get a request, right straight to my den room, I go to prayer and stay there till I feel something. I just don't give it up. The other day when Sam, Dr. Sam, picked that stuff out of my eye, he was trying to, and it's hurting so bad <laughs> He had put a towel on my face and said, I can't see my buddy's blood. And said, I, and I was bathing. <laughs> he said, I just can't do that and work on it. See? And so uh, he pulled that out. And the next day, he was in the hospital. So I prayed for him, and he came come out all right. And then the second day, his wife, they didn't even know what was wrong with her. thought so she was taking polio. And prayed for her, and now she's home well. So we got in the room, Doc. We went into the office. And we pulled the door together and said, Now, Brother Bill, I'm going to ask you something. I said, Will you pray for me and Betty? I said, Let's that's, pray. That's so he is the one that the Lord showed the vision for to build the clinic. You, you remember the story. If you ever doubt it, go by and ask him sometime. <laughs> yeah, just, said, just let anybody come in. So I've told it to 10,000 people. Yes, Brother More and you said to the morning of the Holy Ghost, They call you Bill. I know the man, I know him very well. And after we left here, his name is Isaac. They do call him Bill. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. See, his actual name is Isaac, but they call him Bill. The Holy Spirit makes no mistake, <laughs> it's the infallible. Now, uh, this someone was talking said, Um, um, 53 and third by 31 years I've been behind the pulpit, and I have seen him in tens of thousands of things. Yesterday I was down, way down southern Kentucky, right on Tennessee border, and um, I was sitting in a boat with Brother Dalton, who the Lord gave all of his children to him. You remember the morning here when he started out, and um, he said, Brother Branham said, I guess it'd be hard for you to estimate. I said, Oh, Brother Dalton. Tens of thousands, times, tens of thousands of things like that said, won't you try to write a book?" I said of uh, it, I said, "Oh my brother, don't you go across this boat. you're an encyclopedia, uh, uh, just uh, volumes of books of what I've seen the Lord do. And not one time has he ever faith. Amen. Not one time, but perfect each time.. Praise. I uh, see, I believe now, if I'm not mistaken, Brother Shepherd's girl with a kind of an orange looking dress on, I think that. I stopped by her the other morning, she was walking down, and I thought I might have the wrong girl to pick up, so I took off, so that was me to stop, sister. <laughs> and I, I thought it was Brother Shepherd's girl, and I picked her up because I thought maybe his car might have broke or something, we was going to get Pe- uh, Becky, and uh I thought it might be the wrong girl, but now I see he's sitting with him there, so I, I believe it was the right girl. So that was me that pulled up there and then pulled away. <laughs> so um, everybody loved the Lord Jesus? Amen. Oh, Amen. Wonderful. That's just fine And then, Amen. Well, Brother Willard, we're just glad to have you in, and you look pretty good, too, best I can see you. <laughs> We both kind of hamburgered up around the face. I look like I've been hit with a handful of it. And I seen Brother Willard that night when he was asleep. And honest to goodness, he looked terrible. But you look awful good this morning. And we give thanks and praise to God for it. Amen. Amen. Yes. You know, the devil can't kill us till God says, come on. Then we want to go, don't we, Brother Willard? That's right. Until then, he's just trying in vain. That's all. The Lord Jesus is our help and our refuge. Now, here I talk along here when I'm just about six hours to preach this morning. Amen. <laughs>
1: Amen. Glory.
0: Now, we uh, never notified, didn't send out no tickets and things because I would already announce I wouldn't be here, but just to come down and help Brother Neville and get to see Amen. you all again and have a little time of fellowship. And last uh, uh, Sunday night, uh, Brother Roy Roberson, I don't know whether he's in here or not. I can't make out enough to see that. I'm sure he called me up and tell me about the message. And someone called and said, I was wondering when you talked about God gave us all things. See, he did. He gave us life. Try to buy it. He gave us love. Try to buy it. He gave us joy. Try to buy it. Amen. He gave us peace. Try to buy it. No way of buying it. He came by. Then I said he gave us death. Someone called me and said, Preacher, I wondered where you was going with that. (laughs) I said, I thought, "Uh uh-oh, yours, Brother Bram, tied himself that time. Not when the Bible says those things. The Bible said he gave us death. Now, what can we do with death? You know, Paul coming to death, he said, oh, death worries your thing. Death don't control us. We control it. Right. All things is given to us. And then I gave the illustration of how that Israel on the march to the promised land, they had never seen that land. They know nothing about it. They just had a promise of God. There was a land. And it's full of milk and honey and good and, and a great place. And it was, they never had seen it. Nobody had ever been there knowing anything about it. But they had the promise of it and by faith they sojourned through the desert. And Amen. when they got right to the borderline, they had a warrior there by the name of Joshua, which means Jehovah Savior. Hallelujah. So he crossed over the Jordan into the promised land and brought back the evidence that the land was there. Amen. I like that. And it was a good land. Two men packed one bunch of grapes. Hallelujah. It was a good land. So... um He brought back the evidence that the land that they were going to possess was there. Now, to the church, we are journeying to a land of immortality. A land where there's no death. A land where the dead's raised up. And we had a great Savior in our camp. Uh, Jesus means Jehovah Savior. Beloved. And He crossed the Jordan of death. Over yeah. into the land and come back and brought the evidence. Hallelujah. <laughs> that we live after death. Amen. So, where is death at? Amen. And then, He gave us all things. Amen. Now we have the earnest of our inheritance. In much, now listen close. I don't think preaching on that subject, but it just feels good to me right now. Yeah. See? Amen. That We have the earnest of that for one day we walked in sin and after being baptized in his name and raised with him in resurrection, we've been brought out of sin. Never no more to want to go back again. See, we are raised from sin with the evidence that we have, we're potentially in the resurrection from all death. Amen. See, Hallelujah. if we can raise up from sin by Lord. faith in Him, and there's sin. Who would want to go back to the garbage cans of oh, sin again? Amen. See, Amen. we pass from death to life. Amen. See, Hallelujah. and that's the earnest. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's the earnest of the complete resurrection. Amen. All death, physically and spiritual. we don't overcome spiritual death because we pass from death unto life. And as Elijah went down to Jordan one day and struck it with Elisha, and it parted back and he crossed over, he come back with a double potion. Amen. And when we strike Jordan with Christ, we got one potion, but when we return, we're coming with two potions. We got eternal life, resurrection from sin, now in righteousness with the Holy Ghost, and then... On the return with Christ we come back with both physical resurrection and we already got spiritual resurrection. We have a double portion of it. <laughs> Always a type of Christ in the church, Elisha and Elisha. Oh, I don't want to get started on that, my, my, my. We'd never get on this six hour message here. Meat <laughs> yes, my, uh, meat on the bone, brother. <laughs> Still anointed. Oh, aren't you glad? See? We don't have no bother no more. Uh, Death is nothing. We got it. It's ours. Hallelujah. It can't control me. I control it. How? Through him. Who made me an overcomer because I've already overcome death. Amen. How did I do it? By believing on him. Hallelujah. Death's in sin. Unbelief. I'm not an unbeliever. I'm a believer. I've raised from that thing, resurrected. It's the earnest of all my complete physical, spiritual resurrection, everything. Yes, sir. You get it? So we do have death under our control through Jesus Christ, who's Amen. overcome death, hell, graves, sickness, morals, everything else, triumphs over all. And we are now risen with Him. Setting in heavenly places spiritually speaking in Christ Jesus with all things under our feet. Amen. Even the physical resurrection is under our feet. Amen. Because we're in Christ. You get it? If you do, raise your hand. Amen. Amen. That's Amen. good. As long as you get it, that's fine. Don't let us keep keeping it in your mind, see? We have passed from death unto life. Physical, spiritual, every way and everything, and all things belongs to us now. While the world out here is saying we're crazy, and yet the whole earth belongs to us. How are you go to inherit it? As I said, Abraham, see? He was in the promised land. God gave it to him. Lot was taken by some renegade outlaws. Tuck away, that was his nephew. Alright, everything was in that land belonged to Abraham. So he wasn't a warrior, he never did fight, he didn't have any warriors with him, he had some servants. But when he seen that something, the devil had come and robbed him of something that was a promise to him, he armed his servants and took an arm himself. He didn't know how to overcome this whole company of kings, yeah. just a handful of servants. But God told him how to do it, and he divided himself and slaughtered the kings and come back triumph. Amen. Why? He laid his faith upon God's promise that everything in that land was his, and Lot was part of it.
1: Amen. That's
0: right. It was Amen. part of the land. <coughs> oh, my. And there he met Melchizedek after the battle was over. Could you just see Abraham coming up the road?
1: He didn't Amen. know he was a
0: warrior, <laughs> but he knew that he was. <laughs> Yes, sir. And he met the one who gave the promise, Melchizedek. Now, Hallelujah. let's read out of the book of Amos. I'm going to speak this morning, not six hours, or oh, I hope not, see, on, uh, on a subject <coughs> that the way of a true prophet, and tonight, the Lord willing, I'm going to speak on Letting off the pressure, and uh, so um, the, the Lord willing. Now I am known to be a critic, but I I, I am not critical of only anything that's wrong. But I we should criticize wrong.
1: Amen.
0: Now, if you're going to turn your recorders on now in the room, uh, all right. I want to read now from Amos the third chapter. Uh, Yes, the third chapter of Amos, (coughs) just a portion of it. Amos 3. Hear this word that the Lord has spoken against you, O children of Israel, against the whole family which I brought up from the land of Egypt, saying, You only have I known of all the families of the earth, Therefore I will punish you for your iniquity. Can two walk together except they be agreed? Will a lion roar in the forest when he hath no prey? Will a young lion cry out of his den if he has taken nothing? Can a bird fall in a snare upon the earth where no gin is for him? Shall one take up a snare from the earth? And have taken nothing at all? Shall a trumpet be blown in the city and the people not be afraid? Shall there be evil in a city and the Lord has not done it? Surely the Lord will do nothing but he reveals his secrets unto his servants, the prophets. The lion has roared. Who will not fear? The Lord God has spoken. Who can but prophesy? His eyes must have gotten narrow. As he stood that morning on the hill, just beyond the city of Samaria, I can see his Steady hands as it moved through his gray beard. The hot sun was shining down. He wasn't too glamorous to look at. How different from the modern evangelist today. His clothes was rugged. shaggy-looking beard and looked down upon that city of Samaria, his eyes getting narrow as he looked. He wasn't much to look at, but he had, Thus saith the Lord for that nation. It's perhaps a lot different for this oncoming campaign that the Lord had sent him to Samaria for than what our modern evangelist would be. He wasn't equipped for such a revival as we would think he should be today. But remember, he wasn't a modern evangelist. He was a prophet. He didn't care about the modern equipment. He had, Thus saith the Lord. He didn't care how he looked and how much fashion he was dressed like, whether his hair was combed right or whether anybody looked at him or not. He had the word of the Lord. That was his full objective. Bring that word of the Lord. Who was this fellow? Yep, it was Amos the prophet, rugged individual, but he knew where he was standing. He knew what he was doing. He was a true prophet of the word. And the reason he had come to this city was because the word had come to him. And when the word of the Lord comes to a true servant, he must go. Regardless of circumstances or regardless of difficulties, he must go anyhow. Whether he's prepared, whether he feels like it, whether he wants to, whether, whatever more, he must go anyhow. It's God speaking. And he must carry this message because it's... uh He never goes for foolishness. He never goes for money. He never goes for popularity. He only goes in the name of the Lord. For one thing, he's got a, a mission, and he's sent of the Lord, and he is the Word of God because he's carrying the Word of the Lord. That is a true prophet of the Lord. My text is the way of a true prophet of God. <clears throat> this great, fearless man of God prophesied in the days of Jerome II. I've got part of his history wrote out here before me. He prophesied about 13 years of his campaign. And Jerome was, Jerome II, was just about as smart and able a man as Israel had had for some time. He was a man that had brought Prosperity to Israel. Israel was all flourishing. But he was something wrong with him. He was an idolater. And I'm kind of reading this the other day. I kind of thought that was pretty fitting to today. No matter how smart a man is and how much he can do and how much prosperity, if he gets away from God, he's an indebtedment to the nation. Amen. Away from God and His Word. I wonder if it isn't fitting to us today to someone who loves to sit on television and show how smart they are, how much brains they got. But I wonder if they've got enough to take dust Sayeth the Lord. He was a smart man, all right. Israel was in a backslidden condition. Her preachers, her priests, and also her government had all left the word of the Lord. Now, they didn't believe that. They believed that they were with the word of the Lord. But there is a way that seemeth right unto a man. But the end thereof is a ways of death. Why was they wrong? Uh, Why could a man believe that they were wrong? A whole priesthood of man. Thousands of preachers and priests. And kings and governors, all who professed to be worshipers of God, and yet all of them were wrong. Amen. Then they didn't need a king for prosperity. What they needed was a prophet. Because the Word of the Lord, or the interpretation of the Word of the Lord, comes to a true prophet. Sometimes you can see what His way is then. It's a pretty rugged way. When all the priests and all the preachers and and all the diviners and, and the government itself against Him, But yet the word of the Lord comes to the prophet. And that alone. He has the right word. Although he had the same Bible they had. But the word was to him. God was vindicating that he had the word. They had the greatest buildings and the religious systems and so forth that they ever had, altars built everywhere and and all kinds of uh, things, but still they were a million miles from the Word of God. I think myself the picture would fit very good today. As I read this book of Amos, you must read it when you go home. All the government priests, all of them had left the Word of God. I would just like to read another portion of Scripture here I got to show where they had done it. Now, let's read the second chapter and the fourth verse just a minute. Thus saith the law, for three transgressions of Judah, and for four I will not turn away the punishment thereof. Because they have despised the law of the Lord. That's the word. Despise it. And yet they thought they had it. And have not kept my commandments, and their lies cause them to error. Now, they had the word Bible, but the lies that they had joined with it, it caused them to error, after which their fathers have walked. See the reason? Now, they had had error, because if they had put their own translations or interpretations to the word, And I thought it was fitting to today that so many wants to put their own idea to the Word. And we get in a mess. What a rebuke from God this prophet had. Now, Amos was God's prophet, a true prophet. Any man that ever reads about Amos knows the boldness of that fearless man of God. He's considered one of the minor prophets because he didn't stay very long. But he certainly laid the axe to the root of the tree. He was one of the most fearless of the prophets. And he come with the anointing. He come with, thus saith the Lord. He knows what he was talking about. Because the anointing of God was upon him to bring the right interpretation to God's Word to them. Hallelujah. Amos come from the country, the wilderness, to the city of glamour. He had never been there before. He was a country boy. Way back out in the wilderness. While he was back there in prayer, God had met him. And had told him of the wickedness of this glamorous nation in which he was a part of. And Samaria was the capital one of the capitals at the time in the, of the reign of Jerome. And when he stood there that morning at the top of the hill, walking in with his old crude country clothes on, perhaps dust and mud on his feet and we slapping that old ragged garment night after night. And I don't know, he didn't have bathtubs in that days. It might have been a few days since he took a bath.
1: But that don't
0: hurt the inside of the man. Too much day putting on the outside. Not enough on the inside. We're so concerned about whether we bathe each day and our hairs, groomed and our... Clothes changed and everything, and then let the inside go anyway. Where the same old sinful garments taking the soul up? Yeah. What creeds and dogmas never search it and wash it in the word of the water of separation from the things of the world. As he stood that morning looking over the hill of that glamorous city, Full of modern things that he had never dreamed there was such a thing. Israel was in its height. It was in an alliance with all the nations around it. Very glamorous. The women dressed to the spot and and the man, and they were pleasure stricken running races and Olympics and everything going on. No wonder. His eyes narrowed, Uh, not with the glamour of the city like some tourists would do coming into New York or Los Angeles, seeing the half-dressed women, the man carrying on, and the sin. Some friends of mine a few days ago was coming up from a fishing trip just below a Bible college of a great, famous Bible college they're laying in the road, in the weeds, where young girls, half-dressed in young boys, perhaps students from the college, drinking and carrying on horrible. Now, such carrying on as that tickles the appetite of a many American who calls themselves Christians. When they look down into Los Angeles, or I've not watched them on the plane when we come in to Los Angeles, never been there before, or to Hollywood, or, or to Florida with all their neon lightings over the flat, the palm trees, oh, they would powder their nose new and fix up the makeup. They were, thought it was the most glamorous thing they ever seen. And see the well groomed and dressed walking on the streets. They want to get out there and see how tight they can wear their clothes or twist up and down the streets when they think that that is something wonderful. But those God anointed eyes of that prophet didn't narrow because of the glamour like some tourists, but on the moral corruption to a people who was called to be blessed of God. Lions didn't look at the glamour. They didn't marry because of glamour. It was because of the, the the indecency and the corruption of a people that have been called to be the chosen of God and would act in such a way as that. Amen. wonder, he said, the lion roareth, who will not fear? God spoke, and who can keep from prophesying?
1: Amen.
0: He's seen the corruption, the decay. That's what he was looking at. That's when he's seen all of that. It didn't attract him. It sickened him at his soul. Why he was a prophet? He knew what God had promised to bless, and what a blessing was, and how people act with the blessing. And the devil had perverted in his day from what a real blessing was to a, a, a moral decay a blessing to tickle the eyes and appetites of unconverted people Amen. to the will and way of God and God's way of life. How typical it is today how preachers can stand in the pulpit and look upon sin and corruption of this world and see people are doing and acting the way they do and then just bless them because they're a member of their church or denomination. It's more than my soul can understand. When God speaks prophesy, Amen.
1: Amen.
0: If the Spirit of God strikes a real prophet of God, He'll cry with the Word. I don't want to be critical, but who can hold their peace? Who can stand, look upon such a thing, and profess to be a servant of Christ and not call it out? I don't care what a denomination would say or what any church is saying. That's the reason I don't belong to them. They kick you out the first thing. But God's Word comes first. If you're a messenger, you've got something to say. And If you say anything contrary to this Word, you're not a messenger from God. You're a messenger of the covenant of some denomination or some theory. But a messenger of God has the Word of God. And our friend this morning, as we look at him, he had the Word of God because he was a true prophet of the Lord. Now, they thought they had the the interpretation to it. thought, well, sure, look what we're doing. Now, the thing of it is we've got him standing on top of the hill this morning. A-looking off down to the city, shaking his head, looking, his eyes narrowing, taking his sleeve and wiping the sweat from his face, dust, hot sun shining down upon his bald head, his beard hanging down, him rubbing with his hands. He didn't see glamour, he saw sin. It didn't please him, it sickened him. Why would he not say, me an Israelite, look how my country's prospered? How could he say that when he was a true prophet of God, knowing the results? And what was going to become of such a thing as that? Let's stand him on the hill today and let him look down. Let him look in Jeffersonville. At the people who call themselves Christians. Let him look anywhere in America. For people who call themselves Christians. His God-anointed eyes were narrow again.
1: Amen.
0: His hands twitched in His beard. Why? You don't see the glamour and prosperity that the world sees. He sees the going away from God. He sees the moral decay of the people. He sees the backsliding of the nation. He sees the rottenness in the church. How could he do anything but dare his eyes and long to get into it so he can tear it to pieces? What if some bishop had met him up there and said, now, are you the prophet of the Lord? Now, we'll tell you what you can say and what you can't. Do you think he'd listen? What if it said, come join our organization now and we'll help you in your campaign? Do you think he'd listen? <laughs> I couldn't imagine that. Out of a man like that. No. He was sent of God. He didn't have to have their cooperation. He had God's Word, God's anointing, God's appointed time. He was coming and thus saith the Lord. That's the true prophet. That's the way he travels. He travels with nothing but thus saith the Lord. Would this glamorous city of Samaria, this self-styled, high-educated Israel, these fine, polished preachers and priests, receive this little unknown fellow? Probably his grammar was very poor, come from a poor family in the wilderness, Left home, called of God, went into the wilderness to study God and His Word, and become a prophet. The Lord born him that way. Prophets are born. A messenger for the age who God by foreknowledge knows the age and has his agent there. The call out sin. Could that glamorous city receive him? You think those women would have paid any attention to what he said? You think those priests were to listen to him one? Well, no, sir. He had no recommendation with him from any organization. He couldn't say that the Pharisees sent me. Neither could he say that the Sadducees sent him. He didn't carry any credentials. He didn't have any fellowship card from any group of people. He had no forerunner to fix up uh, his campaign. There hadn't been all the Pharisees that had a union meeting and a a ministerial breakfast and got everything together to um, uh, fix his campaign up and knowing that he was coming. He was unknown to them. He had no fellowship card, he had no credentials. He had no recommendation for man, but he had thus saith the Lord. Amen. That's the way of the true prophet. Amen.
1: Yeah.
0: He had thus saith the Lord. If he had thus saith the Lord, it's so far different from our man-made schemes here. Amen. That's all he needed. If he come this way, he'd come in the name of a church. If he come from this way, he come in the name of the Lord. So a true prophet always comes the way of the name of the Lord. Always he comes in the name of the Lord. Now, he couldn't show fellowship cards, but he, he had the Word of God. And that's what God had sent to the people. Now, the people had formed themselves organizations. They had different sectarian groups. And that's what the people informed. But Amos didn't have that. He just had, Thus saith the Lord. That's what he had. I'd imagine those priests of the morning would have a little, on the Sabbath morning, have a little uh, prayer and so forth and a little dedicational services and, and went back and talked a few things on a great Moses that one day lived and a great somebody else that someday lived. But oh, the days of that's past. Now, you people know our new president, our new government, and our, all we've got and talk on a few things like that and go home. But here come a man not caring for that.
1: Amen. Amen. Yeah.
0: Come with, thus saith the Lord. See, that's the way of the prophet. No cooperation. Know what was facing him. Know that everything would be against him. Know that they reject him. They're turning down. But he was coming in the name of the Lord. Jesus knew that Calvary was facing him, but he came in the name of the Lord. See, that's the way of the true prophet. He had the Word of the Lord for the nation. But the true Word of the Lord was foreign to those people. Yet they thought they had it. I hope this gets down deep. They thought that they were so pious and religious that the real Word of God was a foreign thing to them. That's the way it is today. Amen. The true Word of God it made manifest is a foreign thing to us, lots of Pentecostal people.
1: Amen.
0: The real interpretation of the Word, yeah, man. the real woes and curses, yeah. the real blessings of God is a foreign thing to many people who call themselves holiness. Church members, Christians, it's a foreign thing to them. They don't know it, mention it to them. Never heard of such a thing. And yet their organizations grow and prosper, getting bigger and bigger members all the time, and more organizations added every year. They thought that anything that came to them had to come out of those sectarian groups. Certainly they wouldn't receive him. Neither would they do it today. They had long forgot that God was able of these stones to rise up true prophets to God. God's able of the backwoodsmen. He's able to raise all these stones, man, that'll stand for His Word and prophesy in His name, the truth. Laying the uh, axe to the root of the tree and let the chips fall. I don't care where he's got cooperation or no cooperation. Amen. Amen. But that's the way of the true prophet. Some people think he's got it easy. They don't know what they speak of. He wasn't brought into town by a carriage, sitting on fine-harnessed horses, tassels, and the high priest standing out there with big high things on their heads, bowing to him. The Honorable Dr. So-and-so is coming. That would have been some organizational setup. Like the king of all of them come, he come like come to a stable. In a barn, a cow barn, never come in pomp and glory, but he come in the humility of a baby born in a barn. Amos didn't come the word of the Lord because he was the word of the Lord. Amen. Any word of God, it ain't the person; it's God. Amen. Jesus said, "It's not me that doeth the works." He said, you're a man making yourself God. He said, then if I do not the works of God, don't believe me. But if the works speak themselves, believe the works if you don't want to believe me. Amos was God's Word walking down the road. Walked in. Crudely. Not in the passions of the world. It's come in the power of the Spirit. That's the way the Word of God comes. Amen. Not in an organizational creed. Not in a sissified something in the pulpit. But it comes in the power of the Spirit to manifest God to the nation and to the people. It's a difference. How much difference? Now, it's realized, forgot long ago, that God is able of stones to rise up true prophets. They didn't have their organization didn't have to raise up a true prophet because it perhaps couldn't do it. Because if it'd be it'd be an organizational prophet. But God raises. God takes what he wants to. He takes nothing usually to do his work. Shows that it's God. But man's all puffed up and thinks he's something and God can't use him because he's too much of his self. That's what's the matter with the Christian church today. They think they know something. The Bible says when a man thinks he knows something, he knows nothing that he ought to know. Amen. The trouble today, we got so much self, so much hypocrisy, so much education, so much religion, and know nothing about the salvation of the Word of God. Amen. That's the pitiful part of it. Yes, they forgot that God was able of these stones to raise children unto Abraham or raise up true prophets of the Word. They don't have to come out of some certain school. God gives them their schooling. Amen. They don't have to have four degrees in college. They don't have to have their Bachelor of Art and, and their Doctor's degree and so forth. They don't have to have that. God takes anything He wants to and puts His Word in them. Amen. How does He do it? He manifests and proves it. They couldn't say what seminary Jesus come out of. He didn't have any. What school is He from? He didn't have any. But what did He have? He had God. And He was the Word. They couldn't point back to some school. And God never did raise a man out of a school. Go down through history and find out where He ever did. He doesn't. He takes something from somewhere else that's got nothing, no hopes for it. Then he brings that in and places his word in it and manifests himself. That's what he was doing here in Amos. All right. Now Amos' word was vindicated by God in the day in their own days. God vindicated Amos' word to be that he was, had the word of the Lord. And if he would come to us right now. Do you think our nation and our people would receive a man like that? No. Do you think the Baptists would receive Amos? No. no. The Methodists? No, no, no. The Presbyterians? No. The Pentecostals? No. The Catholics? No. no, sir. No. He certainly wouldn't. Let's for just a moment transport him and bring him here just a minute and find out if he would or not. Let's just see whether he would whether uh, our churches would receive him today or not. The first thing he would do, he would disagree with every organization. Because it's contrary to the Word. <laughs> yes, sir. He would condemn our whole setup. Amen. That's right. Every doctrine, every creed, every denomination, he'd condemn the whole thing. I just imagine I can see some of these Pentecostal presbyters saying, Well, glory to God. <laughs> Well, we wouldn't have that man in our town. And what do you think the Presbyterians and Baptists would do? Why well, that ignoramus, we don't want him around our country. He's nothing but a, a crank. They'd sign a paper to put him in prison if they could, get him off the streets. But you think you're going to keep him there? Oh, no, but you can't cage the Word of God. No, no. It'll come forth anyhow. Prison bars opened one night when they tried to cage it.
1: A light came
0: in and delivered him out. Oh, he, he would certainly disagree with our setup. All right. What would he start doing? Tearing it down. Amen. Why? He's a servant of God. Amen. He would go straight to the foundation to start his campaign. Amen. Right? Straight back and tear every creed off of it. He'd go back to the foundation. What is the foundation? On God's Word.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Right. Heavens and earth will pass away, but my word shall not. So he'd tear every denomination, every creed, every doctrine out of it. So it's I was in blasphemy into eternity.
1: Amen.
0: You think the Pentecostals would receive him? No, sir. Oh. Baptists, Presbyterian? No, sir. Nazarenes, pilgrim, Holiness? they'd hate him. Oh. You think they'd go out and meet him in a, a limousine and bring him into the city? Oh. <laughs> they'd pray for the sun to scorch him up there. Set up a barricade to keep him out of town while there'd be more ministerial meetings around over the city you've ever seen in your life. Keep that crank out of this city. But yet he had thus saith the Lord. See, that's the way of a true prophet. He'd be despised, certainly. He would go straight to the foundation for his campaign. He wouldn't need, he wouldn't say, Now, nah, I want all you Methodists to come in now and help me. I want you Baptists. I want all you people around here, all you Pentecostals. You claim that you're the last group of gods to go to call. I want you all to come to me. And I want you to support my campaign. How do you baptize?
1: <laughs> What's the initial evidence
0: of the Holy Ghost? Amen. Ghost question. But be in his face? And when he come back with the Bible truth, they'd turn him down. Amen. But that's the way of a true prophet. Amen. He's got all that to confront. See? Certainly, we wouldn't receive him. No, sir. Our, our, we would have none, We'd have none of his campaigns around our, our country. No, indeed. Well, we wouldn't have him. No, sir. But He would come and bring the church back to the Word. Amen. For that is the foundation anybody Amen. lays on any other foundation, it's sinking sands. Upon this foundation alone, God builds His church. Upon the doctrine of the apostles. As I was saying the other day, someone talking about, um, uh, about purgatory and give references to many, uh, like St. Francis Francis's, St. Cecilia, and uh, she praying for certain people and out of purgatory and gives such an authority as that. That's unscriptural authority. Amen. It's people who don't have an authority. Amen. The apostles had the scriptural authority.
1: Amen.
0: if it's contrary to them, it's a lie, Amen. as far as I'm concerned. I do believe in a purgatory, but I believe it's right now. You purge your own soul. Purgatory means to purge. When you see you've done something wrong, get out there and clean it out of you. By confession and crying and fasting and praying. Someone even laughed at me when the Lord came here not long ago and gave me a vision I'd always wanted to see about binding that serpent. I always wondered how to I've, I should step out like that when I, That's what I've wanted all my life. Then I began to fast and pray. So what'd you do that for? I said, In there he said I was not sincere enough. I should come. now I want to purge myself. Not wait till you die and let some priest try to purge you. Purge your souls. But see, they tuck it out of the authoritative word and put it over in the hands of some man-made dogma to bring money into the church. Because they look at worldly things. The worldly church. Great powers in the world, political powers. But God looks to his word. And any word that's contrary to God's word is wrong. As far as I'm concerned, it's a word or nothing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He would go straight to the foundation. He'd tear the thing to pieces. He would have to. He couldn't do nothing else if Amos is here today. He couldn't do nothing else. For remember, he is a true prophet of God who the Word comes to. He couldn't do nothing else but go back to the Word. No matter if all the Pentecostals in the country gathered around him and said, Sir, Amos, we believe you to be a prophet, but you're off of the Word. We want to straighten you up. He would Stay with the Word. There isn't nothing else he could do because he's a prophet. He didn't need their cooperation. He's got a message to give and all the Father has given me will come to me and He's going to preach the Word and He's going to preach it just like it would be in the Bible and therefore we'd turn Him down. That's right. No matter what, the Word of God comes to the prophets. The interpretation of the Word, the right interpretation. Israel always got out of line and God sent him a prophet with signs and wonders to interpretate that Word. And how did He know? He said, if this prophet speaks, and it comes to pass then... That's right. Amen. He vindicated His prophets that they were right. Amen. Jesus said, He that believeth on Me, the works that I do, shall he do also. This you'll know. These signs shall follow them that believe. Amen. Amen. How can they claim to be a prophet of the Lord and deny the very Word of God? Amen. How can a man baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost them titles and deny the very name of Jesus Christ? When there's not a scripture in the Bible to support their theory, I may be hard and critical, but it's time to get that way. Yeah, That's right, Truth. How can the people claim themselves to be Christians today and running out here to everything and women with bobbed hair and wearing shorts and smoking cigarettes and? We run into picture shows any kind of an old show and carrying on. Tell me that's the Holy Ghost. No,
1: no, Don't you
0: no. never tell me no. that. Amen. You you make God sick in his stomach.
1: Amen.
0: Amen. If there was such a thing could be done. I'm sure you understand. Call yourself such as that. How can there be such a thing? Father, fruits are known. He would blast and condemn every bob-haired woman. How could He do anything else? He's a prophet. And that's the Word. You'd say, you Jazzy bells. You'd get rough with them. Why? He's a prophet! You'd have to stay with the Word. Amen. Right. You think they'd stop? No, sir. It <laughs> says fanatic. He's as bad as that old Paul was in the Bible. Woman hater. You're the bunch of imposting, so called Christians. No matter how holy you try to live, that don't have one thing to do with it. As long as you deny God's Word and don't line up to it, you're a sinner, Amen. an unbeliever. That's what he'd say. He wouldn't lay the, lay the axe right to the root tree. He wouldn't spare nothing. He's a prophet. And that's the way of a true prophet. They stay with that word regardless of who it is, if it's her own mother or daddy. It makes no difference. Jesus did. Wouldn't even as much as call her a mother. She wasn't. He was God. God don't have a mother. <laughs> But would, then who's his father? <laughs> He'd bless and condemn him. He'd condemn every denomination. Because there is none of them built on the Word, I can't find one of them. And as soon as they denominate, they're against the Word right then. Amen. So how can the uh, prophet bless what the Word condemns? Amen. Yet he don't want to do it to hurt his brother, but yet he's got to do it because he's a prophet. And he's a representation of the true word of God and don't move from it in no way at all. Amen. Precept on precept and line on line. You what I mean? Amen. The way of a true prophet. Amen, Somebody says, Lord, I wish you'd make me a prophet. <laughs> he doesn't do that. No. No, he doesn't do that. He would condemn every immoral act of the churches. These bunko parties and all these things that they're having, card parties, soup suppers. He'd condemn every one of them. He'd blast them into hell where they come from. Think you would receive it. No. Oh, the church today wouldn't receive it. Pentecost receive him. When he'd walk in there and say, you bobbed-haired bunch of jazzy bells, don't you know what thus saith the Lord means? Walk out here with a little skinned-up-looking dress on, don't you know you're guilty of committing adultery every day with hundreds of men? That's what he would say. And He'd say, "Well, that old fogey, the old bald-headed, gray-looking feller, get him out of that pulpit. Let's see the trustee board deacons get him out of here. Well, you bunch of miserable hypocrites!" Amen. 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 Right. Amen.
1: He must say, call it out.
0: Then call yourself, we, are, we belong to this group. We belong to that group. You're the devil, your father. or he's the one that denies the word.
1: Amen.
0: Say, I spoke with tongues. Then bob your hair.
1: Amen.
0: Glory to God. Hallelujah. And the Bible says it's a, it's a common, common thing for a woman to pray with her head cut like that.
1: Yes.
0: Then call yourself a Christian. Amen. Shame no. on Crawl off in a corner somewhere. Get right with God. Put on them little short clothes and get out here in the yard and stretch yourself out when you know good and well you're committing adultery with a hundred men every day. Jesus said so. Whosoever looketh upon a woman to lust after her has committed adultery with her. She was the one who presented herself and you did it in your. Where you, you're dead to the things of the world you've raised from that. As I said at the beginning. You turn your head in shame, your eyes narrow upon such a horrible thing of sin, instead of look at women to lust after him. You man would do a thing like that and call yourself Christian. That's what he'd tell you. I'm trying to take his words this morning. It would be his words. For if he remember he's a true prophet, he'd have to stay at that word. Now, I'm just quoting His words. Because so, if you brought Him, He is the Word, then here's the Word itself.
1: You
0: may not have the man, but you got the, His Word. Because he'd have the Word of the Lord. Every man made doctrine, he'd condemn it. Such as baptism in the name of Father, Son, Holy Ghost. He'd throw that thing come back into eternity. He could dip it so there wouldn't be a smell of it left. <laughs> yes, sir. How many of you how many of the church this morning would receive him up on that? Amen. Then they, this Jesus name bunch, they'd they'd say, Oh, we'd take him on that, and then your organization. He'd blast you right on out with it. Amen. That's right. Amen. Your bobbed haired women and you putting up with it. Yes. That's right. Yes. Your man, the way they do an act. Yes. That's right. A lot of people say it's good to be a prophet. It is. If you're ready to sell out everything to the world and stay with God and with His Word. Mm. No, we wouldn't receive Him by no means. our denominations today. We certainly wouldn't have nothing to do with Him. Listen to Him. Blast it. He said the very God that you claim to believe in, He'll destroy you.
1: What
0: would He do about that? The very God that Pentecost believes in, from the very immoral acts and the things that they're doing and permitting to be done, that very God will bring judgment upon that organization. Amen. Exactly what Amos said to them. Oh, they said, we got Abraham, we got we got this, we got the law, we got priests, we got prophets. Oh, brother. <laughs> now my eyes narrowed as you looked up on them and blast that word into him. Yes, sir. Sure, they wouldn't receive Him. No, sir. He said, They'll destroy Him with your man-made doctrines. That's what He'd tell you today. He'd say the same as He did then. He said, The very God that you're building churches to perhaps paying millions of dollars. The very shrines that you're building to Jehovah that you claim that you love, that very God will destroy you because you're rejecting His Word. is it today. very God God that America claims to serve will bring judgment upon the nation and destroy it. I hope that gets so deep that you'll never wiggle out of it. The very one that you claim that you love and with your own man-made dogmas and immoral life and decay that you got away from the Word of God will destroy you someday. That's, Thus saith the Lord.
1: Amen. Never.
0: Nothing else left for them. Line up with the word. Preach the gospel to them. Cross the nation. Tell them the truth. The ministers fuss and scream and carry on. The man condemned the organizations Turn you out. The women shake their head and wouldn't let their hair grow out for nothing. Wear their clothes just exactly the same year after year. It's like pouring water on a duck's back. Then you claim you love God, he said. Jesus said you tucked your traditions and made the commandments of God of non-effect. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way of a true prophet. Yeah. See, it's not an easy way. It's not what everybody thinks. It can be jump up and down, screaming. everybody patting you on the shoulder. Then that's a sign you're not a true prophet. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the very signs that you haven't got what you're talking about. Yeah. When they ever pat him on the back lest he had an axe to grind. Why do you turn around and condemn him? Right. Couldn't pat Amos on the back. He couldn't pat Elijah on the back. He didn't stand for that stuff. No, sir, he told him the God's truth. And if heaven is so great and where we're we going to, then if we can't line up with little bitty petty things, how are we going to line with the Spirit there? We've got to line with the Word. And that's the way of the true prophet. But so we're tearing the pieces to say it he got to tear a nation to pieces with it. That's right. But that's the way. He blasted all oh mine. You know what he said to him? The tumult, if you notice here. He said, it's not in your government, it's in you. That's what he said. <laughs> Tumult's in the church, her form of godliness. That's what caused the trouble. The reason communism is sweeping the lands today, it's not because of communism, it's because of the church. It's Amen. because of the people. The day they call themselves Christians, they sing like angels, train voices and speak with such eloquent like they were archangels and disbelieve God's Word like devils.
1: Amen. Amen. That's
0: right. Amen. Sing like an archangel. Dress like a I don't know what and deny God's Word. A man, a preacher, in a pulpit that'll stand there and be called Dr. Reverend and ask him that the Bible speak baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, your Father, Son, Holy Ghost, and he'll laugh in your face and take Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Then call yourself a child of God. Women knowing that the Bible condemns them to do certain things and bob their hair and act like the world and wear immoral clothes and things like that, and they'll... Constantly do it anyhow and speak in tongues and jump up and down and shout. and Have old ladies' societies and sewing in circles and send missionaries to the field. It's become a stench in the sight of God. And thus saith the Lord, he'll destroy the whole thing. He will. It's not an easy thing, but that's the way of a true prophet. Blast it out there and say it whether it hurts or not. John was a true prophet. He said, The is laid to the root of the tree.
1: Amen.
0: That's the way of it. Sure. The trouble's in her. Sang like angels, dance like devils. <laughs> Out your dances, carrying on card-playing, racetracks, Pentecostals, going to the places of amusement picture shows crowded with them. Every place. Any kind of an old play or anything else they go right down there and races and everything else and call themselves Christians and go up and shout and speak in tongues and take feet washed in communion. Well, it's, it's, it's a, as a dog goes to its vomit, the prophet said so do they. If that thing was of the world it had to be kicked out of you while you return back to it again. Amen. <laughs> right, out on the streets, twisting—they call it rock and roll. Huh? Bobbing hair, wearing shorts. Oh my! Call themselves Christians. Could you ever? No, I better not say it. That's why I condemn them. If I'm going to stay with this word, if this word comes to me, I will stay with this word. This is what comes to me. The Word. Condemn it. Claims to be led by the Holy Ghost and do such things. Could you imagine a woman being led of the Holy Ghost? Let her hair be bobbed.
1: Amen. When the very Holy Ghost condemns it. Amen.
0: Then what kind of a person is the Holy Ghost? Amen.
1: <laughs> Could you imagine?
0: <laughs> Could you imagine a preacher standing in a pulpit... And any man challenged him to show him one place anybody was ever baptized using the titles of Father, Son, Holy Ghost, and laugh in your face and call you a fanatic but baptizing in the name of Jesus Christ and say he's led by the Spirit and say he's got the Holy Ghost. Well, the Holy Ghost deny his own word. No. <laughs> you see, I hope you get it.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know how much time the next blow up may get me, but... Until it does, I'm going to be standing right there at the word. When I meet you under the judgment, I'm going to be standing right with that word. That's what I believe to be the truth. <laughs> no, you don't do things like that, and then have the Holy Ghost. Went to a minister's wife one time, sitting up there with a dress on. It's horrible looking. You say, you ain't got no right. I have got a right. Amen. That's the word. Amen. Preach it all. You bypass those things a lot of sissified preachers yes. because you haven't got the adoption. Maybe you haven't even been called to preach in the first place. Amen. Well, not. Amen. But a true servant of God will stay right with that word. Amen. Right. Amen. Minister's wife sitting there all squeezed up in a dress with earrings Amen. hanging on and makeup Amen. on and short bobbed hair. Amen. When God condemns the Amen. whole thing as filth. And then saying you got the Holy Ghost. Yeah. I was preaching here in Phoenix not long ago on something like that, and the minister's wife sitting on a pulpit with one of these boyish bobbed hair all kinked up, and with a dress that she couldn't even keep her underneath skirts from shining. Couldn't get down over her knees, about four or five inches above her knees, sitting up there, jumping up and down, leading songs. I blasted it just as hard as I could. Amen. <laughs>
1: of
0: course, He won't invite me back. I don't expect you, but He knows what's right and wrong.
1: Amen. And I stand at the judgment.
0: It's not on my hands anymore.
1: Amen.
0: And I go off and say, a man, so called teacher, which I don't say but he isn't, made a remark the other day before some of my friends at a certain city I've been into. You know the brother. And this brother come in, he said, Uh well, he said, We had Brother Branham here once, a certain city in out west. And this man said, Oh, Brother Branham's a good man, see, you know better than throw anything on a character. He said, Brother Branham, but don't you listen to his tapes because it'll get you confused. And it happened to be one of my friends and I said, Just a minute, sir! I was confused until I heard the tapes. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And that's the difference. I couldn't understand how a holy God would put up with such things as that. Amen. Amen. As you all do. Yeah. Same person, another one with him stood at a certain place not long ago. Was Brother Branham is a prophet. He can discern things and things like that. But said, I don't listen to his doctrine because he's not right. The insanity, Amen. the uncouth oh, expression is that. Don't you know that, though? If it is, a, I'm no prophet. But if the Word of God is true, it comes to the prophet. Amen. Amen. The Word of the Lord came to the prophets. Amen. They was the one who interpreted the Word. Then you see, you don't, it don't even make sense. Amen. Just to hide behind some petty denomination... One of these days will break and mold and perish in hell. But the word of God will endure forever. Upon that rock. I build my hopes forever. Upon the word of the Lord. Let everything else sink. If I lose every friend, everything else, our friendship's in Christ. My hopes is built on nothing less than Jesus' words with righteousness. When all around my soul gives way, then He's all my hope and stay. That gun exploded the other day, and I seen. I thought it was dead. Had a peaceful feeling. <laughs> I looked around. And I thought, "Well, this is it. What good would a denomination do me then? What good would an organization do me then? I had to stand under the fiery judgments of God to be judged by this word. Right. Though I may had to scorch and bend and twist and pull apart many people." but I'm hoping to make get the genuine kernel out of there of the Word of God in there and build a soul for eternity. Let God put it in His hands and build it to an obedient child. How could, how could a man led of the Holy Ghost do such a thing as that, or a woman with the Holy Ghost do such things as that? No, He's holy, and if His life's in you, you are the same. You'll be just like Him. Israel, as we thought because they were prospering with their alliance with others, that was God's okay upon it. Now, you know we think that today. I talked to some man here. i long go to a hotel a few days ago. Big man in religious realms. And they said to me, God proves that He's with us. While we growed last year, Brother Branham, I forget how many hundreds. like that. I said, that's not one bit of approval. <laughs> that's right. Prostitution and... Increased last year by 30%. Did that show God was with prostitution? <laughs> that argument's no good. No. You can't do it. No, sir. God stands with His Word. Any other man will stand with His Word, if he's honest. All right. They thought because they had an alliance. Now, here we'll get in just a moment on the government affairs. Our nation has turned down the word of God, just like Israel did. They turned down the word of God, and their people, their priests and prophets, and so forth, are prophesying good to them. And they, what can we do but prophesy wrong because it's contrary to the word? She's doomed. Our great beloved nation, based up on the our experience of our forefathers, then get back to what they had. Sure, Israel was a great nation. Look at their forefathers, but God didn't spare them. That old bald-headed prophet was throwing the word to them. And it happened just exactly the way he said. Read your history here and find out if it's not right. It come to pass just exactly the way he said it. And he condemned them. Yet them standing there, a holy priest with holy garments on, sprinkling this, and wouldn't move a hand this way or that way because it was something this way or tradition or something. Jesus said, you're your father, the devil, and his works you'll do. And they took him and condemned him and hung him on a tree and killed him. That's exactly right. God raised him up again. <laughs> yes, sir. No, they would not. We would not believe uh, uh, Amos today. Not at all. And today we have made an alliance. We got what we call today, we think it's God's okay because the, our organizations are increasing and, and everything's going the way it is. We think that's God's okay upon it. You know, they've joined up, I believe, about two or three more million Protestants. And Catholics is several million more. See? They think that's God's approval of them being Catholic. Protestants think it's God's approval of them being Protestants. <laughs> it's nonsense. Amen. It's cannon fodder. It's atomic ashes. It's a wrath of God being built up to explode. Right. Exactly right. You listen to me. I'll tell you the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Look at us. Look at the world Look at our nation. We're joined in with the UN. What's in it? A bunch of ungodly, and we with the audacity not even to let prayer be offered before our sessions come in. Did I just not read here? How can two walk unless they be agreed? God doeth nothing unless he reveals it to his servants, the prophets. Amen. How can two walk unless they be agreed? When we've got Mohammedan, Buddha, atheist, ungodly, selfish, everything else in it. You think uh, you think God could dwell in something like that? Well, you say that what well, we're in alliance with them. We got all the Western protection. They had all the nations around them in protection. But that prophet said, God will destroy you. The very God that you serve will destroy you for your foolishness. Wow. He'd say the same thing this morning. He'd ball from the White House plumb down to the poor farm. He sure would. He'd blast them with the Word of God. He certainly would. That's the way of a true prophet. Yeah. Look at us, the churches. Oh, we are the great Holy Roman Catholic Church spoke in the Bible to be a whore. We are the patriarchs of the fathers of Protestant churches all united together. and called It's called the World Council of Churches. Prostitutes of the whore, the Bible said. That's exactly what it says. Mm-hmm. And yet we think now all the churches are going together. Mr. Collins, a friend of mine, brother... Uh, California, uh, Arizona there. Your, your Elmer. P- Elmer. I said, well, I guess you're going to some fine little Methodist church that I got out of it when they joined that council of churches up there. I said, God bless you. You're nearing the kingdom, brother. Yes, yeah. 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 yeah, sir. Dogma. Depending upon the association with man and with their man-made doctrine and leaving the Word of God. What we need is a prophet today. Amen. Blast that word in there. Exactly. Yeah, they, they take safety among themselves. Oh, we join. We Pentecostals? Sure. We join the World Council of Churches because in there we have fellowship. We'll win them over. Like a woman going to the bar room to get drunk with her husband to win him to God. <laughs> More like the husband going with the wife these days to the bar room to get drunk to win hurt of God.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nonsense! Stay off the devil's ground. Yeah. When anything yeah. denies that word, I'm against it. Yeah. That makes me against every organization yeah. because it's against the word. want right. to make every believer feel that way. Yeah. Huh. Well, they say, but remember, we've got, I got a big piece in a paper someone sent me from Arizona uh, how this, Patriarch so and so the other day said Pope John the twenty second, or whatever they call him, is a fine man. He's the only man that ever talked on uniting the churches, the Catholics and Protestants together. Said it might not come in our days, but in the next 15 or 20 years it'll be here. I thought, boy, you being a patriarch, you're prophesying and don't know it. <laughs> it's later than we think. The guy that wrote it to me wrote it on top of the page. It's later than we think. He'd been listening to the tapes, too. Yes, sir. <laughs> He said, it's later than we think. I said, Brother Brandon didn't you say this years ago? I said, sure. <laughs> yes, sir, it's coming to pass because it's a word of the Lord. Amen. It has to. Sure. Yeah, they say, well, this holy patriarch, don't you think he ought to know something more than that? No, sir. If he denies God's word and looking at it like that, he can't. I don't care how many popes, prophets, and whatever you got among you. If they're off of the word, they're off of the word. Amen. Right. How could God ever bless such a thing as long as they deny the very Word of God? How can He bless anything besides His Word? Something that's contrary to His Word, how can He deny it? How can you bless a cancer that's eating you up? How could you bless an electric wire that you're holding to? You say, oh, me and burn me up. That'd be insane. How can God bless anything that's against His Word? Get back to the Word. <laughs> you bunch of preachers like hound dogs. No matter whether you go out here and sell your birthrights for a mess of pottage to ride around in some Cadillac or something or some big high mansion somewhere in a big billion-dollar church and all those things like that and sell out your birthrights and are ashamed and afraid to preach the Word of God to your congregation and say... Aren't you ashamed of yourself and call yourself a servant, a prophet of God? Amen. Selling your birthrights for a mess of the world? What will you hatch out the same as Esau did? Amen. Oh, what a disgrace. Mm-hmm. Oh, a holy God that watches over His Word to vindicate it could not bless something that's against His Word. Ha- now listen, I know I'm running this a little bit late, and I may be choking you to death. But look, I want to ask you something. How could a holy God who spoke His Word and said, Now both heavens and earth will pass away, but that shall not pass away. Not one word of it. Now how can He take something that's contrary to that and bless it? How could He do it? Look, He proves Himself. He vindicates His Word. He says, what's right? Not by membership. Look at Moab. Moab had His Word too. Moab. Israel had His Word. And Moab had a form of godliness with His Word. They offered seven sacrifices, clean bullocks, upon seven altars, the perfect number, the perfect sacrifice. Then, besides that, He took seven rams, speaking that they believed in the coming of the Son of God. And offered them up there with their high uh, archbishop, all their dignitaries, all their priests and high priests. Everything else stood around with their kings and presidents and what more, and offered this just as religiously as they could be. Against Israel. Amen. And there was Israel down there, a little bunch of renegades, look like. But well, what was with Israel? God was in their campaign. Amen. He has proven Himself that He was with them. Amen. See? No matter how many patriarchs they have, popes or whatever more, God cannot be with them until He proves Himself with them. And as long as they're off of His Word and denying His Word, how can He be with them? No signs of the living God amongst them. How can God be amongst the UN? When two can't walk without their greed. Now look here. There's a Church of Christ, so-called, joined up with the Pentecostals. The Pentecost say they believe in speaking in tongues. They believe in the evidence of the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. They say they believe in this, that, and the other. They believe in signs and wonders. The Church of Christ life said, you bunch of ignoramus, that the days gone by. How can you walk together lest they be agreed? And they join together.
1: Right,
0: what are they doing? They're seeking safety with one another. That's right. Away with such stuff. My safety's in Christ. And in His Word, For his word is his self. No signs of the living God, not at all. That's what Jesus said. If I do not make the word manifest, then don't believe it. If God doesn't speak and prophesy through me and say through me and do through me just what Messiah is supposed to do, then don't you believe me? Then a guy says that he is a prophet sent from God and deny the word. God, be merciful to such stuff. How can God ever do such? Let me ask this now. I don't know when I speak to you again. It would be up to God. I'm just laying in food like he told me in that vision that time, putting it in the barrels. You might ask me, how could Amos foresee what was going to happen to them? Why, it looked good. Look, now look here. Now listen close now. Because this is all on tape and it's go it'll go worldwide. See? Now, how look here, there was Israel, their seminaries was in better shape than they ever was. There's nobody bothering them. They had their own religions. They nobody said, You can't worship Jehovah. Go ahead, said the heathen nations, worship. We got an agreement with one another. <laughs> that prophet seemed through that. So would a prophet today see through it.
1: Yeah.
0: Go ahead. And Israel said, well, let us eat, drink, and be merry. So they got a bunch together and made them some creeds and organizations, denominations and things, and fixed it all up. And the women just lived in luxury and sin out there. Boy, carried around in calvaries and everything. Half-dressed, little silk-look skirts on. Have you ever seen some of their, their history of them days, how they look all, almost one-third as bad as they do today? <laughs> Not quite, <laughs> Because they couldn't. <laughs> yeah, and how they did, and carried on like that. And the kings and the priests and everybody else, Jesus said, you devour widows' houses, you hypocrites. <laughs> he said it! Yeah. All these things they were doing, that prophet standing there looking down upon that, that nation like that, no wonder his heart was tore out of him. Yes, sir. now, You say, how did he know what was going to happen? How could he foresee it? How, it all looked good. Why, they got plenty to eat. They got plenty to wear. They, They got their big churches. They're prospering. Money sold everywhere. Luxury. Dances on the street. Immorality. And everything else just going on. And everything's going fine. Just like America today. The television's full of dirty jokes, half stripped women, everything else, everything you see is just mocking sin. You don't have to look at the television, just open your eyes, look anywhere. Amen. Girls, boys, men, women Amen. smoking, drinking, Amen. them Jesse Bells, calling themselves Christians. Amen. The Amen. Filthy devils.
1: Amen. All right. Amen. Amen.
0: Calling themselves Methodist, Baptist, Presbyterian, Catholic and Pentecostals. Amen. Don't no wonder it narrowed his eyes Then he looked. <laughs> That's right. It all looks good. How can you save it if we're going to do a... How, how, look here, well, we, we got a million more. We, we got, we, our buildings are, our churches are so big we have to build new churches. Well, we got so much money we don't know what to do with it. Why well, we just build the best places in the nation. The biggest churches there is. We own them, and we've still got plenty of money. Don't you think God's blessed us? No! You're off of His Word. Hallelujah. And Brother Amy, you mean God's going to destroy this? Yes! Every one of them! Amen. Amen. How do you know? Amos, how did you know? Just like a doctor diagnosing a case, when he finds the disease that's on the patient, he knows what to do. Amen. Amen. He knows what that patient's got. He knows how far it's advanced. And he knows what's going to happen. that's the way with a prophet, a true prophet. When he sees, I don't care what you're doing, when he sees sin advancing, it's an eating cancer. And it's such an advance in the Pentecostals and all the rest of them, it can't come back. It's at an advanced stage. They're going to perish. That's how Amos could diagnose the case. He diagnosed it by the Word of God. That's how a, pro, a true prophet diagnoses the case and says to them women, don't you never try to go to judgment with Bob Hare? Amen. Amen. When you know better. Says to you man, the rest of you, you preachers, denying the Word and having a form of godliness and joining organizations that dodges the issue. Amen. When you know better, you look at the same Word the true prophets would look at. Uh, the diagnosis of the case said death separation. Yeah. Just like a doctor, he knows the case. He knows what kind of symptoms it's got. Look at this nation. When you say Pentecostal done, when the um, pot won't even let you come to church because you preach to the women about bobbed hair, and the Bible condemns it. Slay say something about here the other day when I was making up some campaigns Roy Borders was on the West Coast. They brought him together. A bunch of ministers, about, oh, I guess 40 or 50 of them, had a great meeting. They said, Mr. Borders, I want to ask you something. Says, is it true that Brother Branham uses the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to baptize in? Mr. Borders, a very dignified gentleman, as you know, Brother Borders from here. He said, uh, sirs, he said, uh, Brother Branham, when he's out in the campaigns out this, that he don't preach, he just goes ahead and prays for you sick. That's about what he does. He said, that's not what I asked you, said the presbyter. Does he? Now, they had the tapes, they you know. So does he baptize in the name of Jesus Christ? He said, yes, in his own church. That's the only place he baptized in his own church. He said, that's it. That's all I want to know. We don't want him. We don't want that heresy amongst our people. And the other day, when my good friend, Ed Dalton, got a letter from the Baptist church, he said, we excommunicate you from the Baptist fellowship because you have joined in the heresy of being baptized in Jesus' name. i like to stand with Paul. And what the world calls heresy, that's the way I worship Amen. God. Because Amen. it's His Amen. Word. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sure. The doctor diagnoses a case. He sees where it's at. A true prophet diagnoses a case by the Word. Amen. You what? A doctor diagnoses his case by the symptoms. Is that right? Amen. He looks at the symptoms. He sees what's the matter with the patient. He sees how far it's advanced and says, There's nothing can be done. And a true prophet takes the Word of God and diagnoses the cases, throws the medicine into it, and the people throws it back in his face. What's going to happen? Perish, that's all. Pleasure-loving, world-streaked, bunch of so-called hypocrisy. But that's the way of a true prophet. Oh, my. He sees the diseases. He's seen that they got away from the Word. He saw the Word, and he knew the results, what was coming. He seen the luxury they was living in. He's seen the way them women is acting. He's seen the way them priests was doing, how they got away from the true worship of God and things like that. There's he had, the, he had the answer. He said, that God that you claim you'll serve will destroy you. Why you've not kept my commandments, and yet they thought he had? Didn't I just read here, second verse, fourth, uh, second chapter, fourth verse? Because I chose you to be the of all the families of the earth. I chose you, and yet you refuse to walk in my commandments. You think that little bald-headed prophet standing there with that gray beard streaking in his eyes, flashing fire, speaking to that bunch of priests and things, and said the God that you hypocrites are acting like you're serving—that same God will destroy you. You think he'd get cooperation? <laughs> um, uh, try him today and see if he would. Yes, no. But he what? That's the way of a true prophet. Amen. He had the word. He knowed what it was. Like Micah of old, the little baby that had dedicated. I passed him of a few minutes ago because I hurry up the time. But Micah, when he stood before Ahab, he looked at them. He knowed the word. Micah spoke the word to them. Why? Micah judged his vision, his doctrine, with the Word of God. And he seen that his doctrine and the Word was the same. Amen. Because the Word said he would curse Ahab, and he would cause the dogs to lick his blood. Amen. That's what the Word said. So Micah had a vision. That's, he was a prophet. See what the Word comes to me. And he prayed, Oh, Lord God, what must I do? What must I say to this bunch of preachers there? Here's all the organizations, everyone in the land's gathered against me, Lord. Here I stand before the king. What must I say? And he went into a vision. He said, Go on up. (laughs) Go on! But I've seen Israel scattered like sheep having no shepherd. That, That... District Presbyter walked him, smacked him in the mouth, and said, Word, the Word of God, the Spirit of God, go, when it went out of me, out of him. You know what God said? He let a devil go down and get among them, because they were off the Word to begin with. Amen. The Bible said if they wouldn't believe the Word, He would give them strong delusions to believe a lie and would be damned by. Amen. That's exactly what these organizations and people of this nation's doing today, believing a lie to be damned by. Well, there's not another name given under heaven whereby you must be saved.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Line up, organizational, so forth. Yes. Now, what do these, uh, these other prophets look at? They were prophets. Yes, sir. They were prophets. But if they had stopped and examined their prophecy with the Word, if the Methodists would stop today and examine their prophecy, they'd never sprinkle another person. Amen. They'd receive the Holy Ghost. They'd baptize everyone by immersing in the name of Jesus Christ. If the siblings of God would stop today and look at their prophecy, they'd come back to the Word. If the oneness today would stop and examine their prophecy, they'd come back to the Word. But you see, if them prophets were to stop and examine their prophecy, they reasoned, they said, that belongs to us. So we'll go up to Ramoth Gilead and we'll take it because it belongs to us. Joshua give it to us. But Micah said, that sounds reasonable. Well, that's what it is. You don't want to reason. Amen. You want to believe amen. what God said. Don't reason nothing. Amen. What if Abraham would have reasoned? How would he ever left his land? Amen. How would he have been a hundred years old still giving praise to God to go to have the baby by Sarah her 90? Oh, Cast away reasons. You just believe. You let the devil tell you, you know, Brother Bram ain't nothing but a hypocrite. Now, I, now wait. Let me see if he's. Let's see if he's teaching right. Let me go back to the Bible. Don't, don't do. He won't let you do that. No, no. See, but he'll say something bad about me, which you might have a right to. Then you just keep getting that. Stop and start reasoning. Yeah, he oughtn't to have done this. He oughtn't to have done that. You start looking at me. Well, you just have plenty, and you can start looking at the Lord Jesus. You can find plenty. Look at him just a minute. I'm going to put each one of you a minister. Now we're going to forget he ever was on earth. Here's a boy that's proven the whole nation over that he's a a bastard-born child. His mother had him before his father was ever married. It's proven. Now, they're not going to the Word. A virgin shall conceive. They're just going to what they hear. A illegitimate child. Didn't they tell him he was born in sin and try to teach them? Um, See? And look at what he was doing. He was actually tearing up every church there was in the country. Was that right? Amen. Organizations, everything else. What was he? Just some overgrown boy going around like that young fella? no denomination. Tell me what church you belong to. Who is your father? You say, Joseph's not your father. Joseph is not my father, he'd say. Well, who is your father? God's my father. Well, you fanatic. That's exactly what you did. You being a man and saying God is your father, if they would have it by the word, Hallelujah. Don't you see what the Word was to be made flesh?
1: Amen.
0: They didn't examine their vision with the Word. Amen. That's, it. That's what's the matter today. You don't examine your visions with the, your, your prophecy and your doctrine with God's Word. Amen. Somebody tried to tell you the truth, and you fall out with them. Just like Amos would. Amos did. you do the same thing. Now, look here, he's in this condition. Now, you would have condemned him. Perhaps that's right. If you hadn't went back to the Word, they do the same. They condemn Him today. What if you women, you're in here. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. Why don't you examine your idea of your bobbed hair with the Word and see what it says? Why don't you do those things? Why don't you examine your baptism of Father, Son, Holy Ghost, that false trinity is so-called which is nothing in the world but three offices of one God, titles. No name of Father. There's no such a thing as name Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. Examine your baptism with the way everyone in the Bible is baptized. Amen. If you'd examine your thought with the Word, you, you come back and you'd be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's what Paul told him to do. He said, if anybody else taught anything different, let him, uh, let him be accursed. Even if an angel come down. You know, a lot of times angels come down. Boy, how Pentecost eats that up. <laughs> yes. How about when St. Mark was standing there and here stood a great, bright being stood before him, a man who baptized in Jesus' name, who believed in the Holy Ghost and kept the Word, and the Romans kicking him out and doing everything to him, trying to get in their dogmas and man-made doctrines. That man stood yes. One day in his power, the devils had come to him and tried to talk to him. He pay attention to him. One day Satan come like, a, like Christ. Crowned, golden slippers on, stood there and said, "Don't you blazes a fire around him?" said, "Don't you recognize me, Martin? I'm your Lord. Worship me." Martin looked at him. Something wrong there. He said, "Martin, can't you recognize me?" He said, "I am your Lord and Savior." He said, "Worship me." He said that three times, and Martin looked around. He seen Christ would be crowned by his people at the coming. He would be wearing golden slippers. He said, "Get thee away from me, Satan." <laughs> Boy, wouldn't Pentecostals eat that up? Boy, a bright shining angel. That woman come down to Chicago where I'm going and said, Brother Bram, the minister's up there said, if the angel of the Lord told you to baptize in Jesus' name, they'd accept it. But is that your own thought? I said, if the angel of the Lord said anything contrary to that, it wouldn't be the angel of the Lord. Yeah. The angel, if any angel says anything that's contrary to this word, let it be a lie. And if a man tells you a messenger from God, says he's from God, and tells you it's right to be baptized in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, let him be a liar. Amen. 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 If a man tells you it's all right for you to wear bobbed hair and things like that, it's you order to wear a hat in a church for a bonnet to be a covering, let him be a liar. Amen. The Word Amen. of God, the truth. Amen. Any of these things, it's against the Word, let it be a lie. It's Amen. a Word, it's a truth. It'll stand. That's the reason Micah could know that his prophecy come from God because he was with the Word of God. Yes, sir. His vision banked up just the same as the Word of God. Oh, if Amos was hearing, he'd stay with the Word. That's right. But you see what's the trouble today? With us, it's like it is with them. I'm fixing the clothes. The trouble with us is like it was them. They had been taught off the foundation. Jesus said, you have made the Word of God a non-effect by your traditions. And that false baptism, that false sign of receiving the Holy Ghost, some of them says shake a hand, some of them says speak in tongues. I've heard devils speak with tongues and shake hands too. <laughs> yes, sir. No sign of it. Now, look, all these things like that, all those things, see, you get off the Word of God to teach those traditions. That's right. Now, uh, he'd, he'd have to take it back to the Word. But we have, our teachers today, has taught people off of the foundation of God's Word. Now, listen close. That's what they've done that That's what Amos is telling them. The God that you claim to know, He's the one's going to destroy you. Now, we have taught them off of what? The foundation of of the faith that was once delivered to the Pentecostal fathers. <laughs> yeah. The Bible. It's called a false purgatory. It's called a false baptism. Everything false, 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 separating from the original. If you don't believe it, come back to the Bible and take your purgatory and take your Father, Son, Holy Ghost and sprinkling and all that stuff and come back and see if it's scriptural. Uh, That's the right. way. Find out if it's on the foundation. See, they're off of the foundation Which Paul said that the Bible, the Bible speaks that the the at the Church of God is founded upon the doctrine of the apostles and the prophets. The prophets and apostles has to be the same. Sure. What we went off of that foundation of the Word to denominational foundations. Listen, I'm closing. Put on your spiritual hearing aid. Listen, we've got off of the foundation of the Word and. On the foundation of a denomination. How long could I stay on that? Another three hours? Amen. Off of the foundation of the Word, onto the foundation of worldly pleasures. Yes. Worldliness. Yes. Immoral. Yes. Creeping into the church. Off of the Word, onto creeds. That would take me three weeks to preach that through halfway. And four comments right there. Off of the Word, onto the denomination. denomination of Word, as soon as the church denominates, it's off the Word right then. Then, but one thing, come right back where it left off and go again. Come back onto the Word. That's right. Repent means to go turn back. About face. You're going the wrong way. All right. Denomination of pleasure. Denomination of Word. Uh, foundation, I mean, of, of pleasure. Foundation of worldliness. Foundation of creed. And all that together it hatched out a immoral corruption, yeah. spiritual corruption. <laughs> he being a true prophet, he would see in us just exactly what he's seen in them. If he was standing here on this platform today, and I'd say, Brother Amos, great prophet of God, you fearless one, come here and take my place. He had preached this word. Amen. He'd have to, he's a prophet. All right. He would preach it just exactly the way it's written, just what we're saying now. All right. He'd be seeing them what he's seeing us, immoral decay. Just look, friends. How many here in this present church are now sees that the world's in immoral decay? Why well, we know it. What's the matter? It's off the word. Amen. Right. All right. Amos never blamed the government. Did you notice him here when you read it, when you go home? He never blamed the government. He blamed the church for electing such a government. Mm-hmm. Mm, you politicians, let me let that grind in you a while. Amen. Mm. Amen. Here and across the world, where to go? The church elected such a thing as your own. wonder if you, we haven't done about the same thing. Let's say it's a good government. Government can't build a house on a rock when the people elect house on a sand. Can it? Don't say our government, our government. It's you, the nation. It's the people. How can we? minister said to me, he said, Brother Branham, said, look, I know you're right in that. But said, if I would preach that, my denomination kicked me out, my people would run me out of the church. Said, I'll never preach another sermon. I said, preach it anyhow. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: Yes, sir. It's God's Word. You're responsible if you're a prophet of God. True, you'll stay with the Word. If not, you'll stay with your denomination. Depends on where you're from. Look, no, sir, we cannot build, the government can't build a house upon a solid rock when the people are voting for a house of pleasure on sinking sands. Look what we want. Let's just take a minute now. Or I hope I don't wear you out. But let's look what we want just a minute. I can't pass this comment. note. Look what we want. Look at our television. That's what we want. We want some of these comedians to stand up there and turn all kind of dirty jokes, and we stay home from prayer, prayer meeting on Wednesday night, or the preacher let out early so that you can go and see yeah. some old filthy, dirty, five or six times married yeah. <laughs>
1: right.
0: yeah. prostitute, yeah. Yeah. cracking dirty jokes, sexy dressed and carrying on like everything, and you love that better than you love the house of God? It shows what kind of spirits in you. We permit, we the people, if the people of this nation would write letters to our government, say there'd be a hundred million letters flying to that government, stop them filthy programs that have to do it. We are the people. But we the people will filthiness. So that's what we get. Look at the radio programs. Oh, my. Turn Rock of Ages into... Twist, oh, old rugged cross in the swing, rock and roll by it, old rugged cross, yeah, sure on our radios, television, all the tough here not long ago, them hoops, them little girls, everything just as immoral as they can get. That's what we love. What's it sponsored by? Beer, whiskey cigarettes, yes. the money of the nation. What do they do? Take their tax money that should go to the government for taxes and pay for the dirty, filthy television programs they put on.
1: By sure. Amen. Help us, Lord.
0: The Pentecostals used to wouldn't go to them dirty, filthy picture shows when the had such plays. The devil put one on you, put the television in your house.
1: Right. Oh, yeah. oh,
0: oh, a way of a true prophet's pretty hard, but... Amen. <laughs> Let's stay with the truth. Yes, sir. Look at our billboards. Women stand out with cigarettes in their hands. Every little Jesse Bell in the country. I went to the other day, I seen a strange thing. There was one woman that uh, come over to the school out there to get the kids when I went over to get them they didn't have on a pair of shorts and it freezing weather. Every one of them with a cigarette, as soon as they get there and stop, they didn't have a cigarette, they light it right figure. See how I'm getting along? <laughs> holding that hand out the door like this with a cigarette in their hand? And you say something to you, oh, they blow up? Sure. You say something to Ricky or Elvis or one of them out there, they'd shoot you. And the government would back them up because they're only teenagers. <laughs> oh, that's all right. They was they didn't understand. They're teenagers overlooking. Now you see what a true prophet means? His way? Look at these filthy dreamers in the churches with their denominations. They'd shoot you right in the back. Amen. The only thing he keeps them doing is the mercy of God to the message has got out. Amen. The devil would kill you if he could do it. Amen. Right. But the message has got to go, I, the Lord, will restore. That's right. Hallelujah. I'll able of these stones to rise. That's right. All right. Our picture shows, our billboards, are pleasure loving sinners calling themselves Christians? People who call themselves Christians, pleasure lovers, lust seekers, women in moral dress, man looking at them, whistling at them, calling themselves Christians, going out. Well, they've even got, they've even got, uh, it's a great thing in Florida, California. They have big clubs now. All the men get together and throw their keys in. And the women goes in and gets one of the keys out of there. And ever who it is takes his wife home. They live a week and then come back and throw their keys in again. See? It's clubs. Bastard-born children and everything else. Hog-eat-hog. Dog-eat-dog. What's the matter? It's because they've left the Word. They don't know what decency means out your little tight dresses on and things like that, and man lusting in and think that they're decent. You might not have done nothing wrong, sister, but let me tell you something. You're a tool of the devil. Amen. And the judgment board. Thus saith the Lord, you'll answer for committing adultery. Amen. And your Amen. soul will be gone. You know better. You know it now anyhow. Amen. Uh, our whole setup is corrupt and decayed. It's our people, what they want. <laughs> like a good man of the house. Well, if a man was a good man of the house, blaming your government? That's what sends our boys out here and makes cannon fodder out of them, it's right? Because of our own corruption. If we loved the Lord and served the Lord and voted the right kind of government and everything else, it'd be a wonderful place. It's right. We'd have no wars. No, God's our refuge and strength. Send our boys out and kill them up and butcher them up and everything else. It's because our own action has brought it to pass. God said so in the Bible, and He don't change. He's just the same. It's our own people's want. Like a good man at the house. What if he's a good man? He wants to do right. He wants to live for God. And he's got a pleasure, immoral, loving family. What's a man going to do? When his wife wants to dress with shorts on and wear sexy looking clothes and get out and act like a Jesse Bell and his daughters and all of his kids and all of them, his daddy's his boy he raised up and loved and pat and kissed and put in the bed and prayed for him, Then say, My old man's crazy. All he thinks about is the Bible. What can that man do with his family? That's the same thing at our government about its people here. Don't blame the government, blame this bunch of backslidden churches. For putting such things in their politics as they got, they want it. Sure. That's the reason they vote for it, and that's the reason they got it, and that's the reason the judgment of God's up on them, and they're going to reap what they sowed. Amen. They're sowing now, and they're going to reap later. watch. Oh, we are mad-stricken. Oh, yeah, trying to buy our way into Russia, trying to buy our way with communism, Amen. trying to why money? You can't buy these gifts of God. There was a guy, Simon, tried to do it one day, and Peter said, you perish with your money. We're playing the part of Simon the Sorcerer, trying to buy a gift of God. Come back to the Word. Come back to God. Come back to Christ. Then don't worry about communism. We'll vote the right man, and we'll have another man like Abraham Lincoln. George Washington, somebody that was a real man. Don't blame that government up there. Blame ourselves. That's what Amos would say. That's what any true prophet of God would say. If he knows the Word of God, if he's a true prophet, he knows the Word because it comes to him. Amen. Israel, in their alliance with, with their made enemy, first, they had to get away from the Word of God before they could make an alliance with their enemy.
1: Amen.
0: And before we could ever make an alliance with our enemies and things, we have to get away from the Word of God. Amen. <laughs> Same now, letting Rome take over. Well, we're doing it all the time. She's tucked the government. She's taken the places. She's taken the people. Now she's taken the churches. What are we doing? Sitting still, agreeing with them. Oh, it don't make any difference where it's this way or that way. It's all God. Anyhow, you oh. poor, miserable,
1: backslidden, Amen.
0: so-called prophets, what's the matter with you? Amen.
1: Mm-hmm. Amen.
0: They don't know the Word about God in these things. Amen. They don't study the Word. They don't realize... They say communism's going to take the world over. No, it isn't. Romanism's going to take the world And it's doing it under the name of Christianity. Didn't the Bible, Jesus say, it'd be so close to the very elect, if possible. What we need today, let me close in saying this. Now I'm going to close. What we need today is another true prophet. (laughs) Amen. 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 We need a man for the Word of God to come to. Yes, brother. He'd be rejected and run out and cast out, but he'd sure blast the hole. He, uh, <laughs> uh, he'd sure throw such seeds to the elective and find it. And that's right. Amen. We need a prophet. Yep. We need a man who the right interpretation of the Word comes to that God speaks through him and vindicates the Word to make it through That's what we need. Amen. And, brother, we are promised one. <laughs> According to Malachi 4, to restore what? The faith of the people back to the Bible. Amen. We're promised one. He'll do it. Amos knew. Yes, sir. Amos knew. Israel, or ungodly lovers, would soon destroy them. And their ungodly lovers of the day will soon destroy them. Amen. The very denominational creeds and things that they bound themselves into, you Pentecostals. That's a thing's going to destroy your creed and denomination. You're binding yourself right up there, to take the mark of the beast and don't even know it. Pull it right over your eyes. Sure, it is a boycott. What are you trying to do? You belong to this or you don't belong, see? You just wait, just get a little, just a little bit longer. Then you say, I'll get out of it. And no, you won't. You're already in it. <laughs> You're already marked. You're caught with a mark on you. No matter, Esau weep bitterly when he know better. But he wept bitterly trying to find a place to repent and couldn't find it. You'll stay there then. Now's the time to flee. Amos knew that their ungodly lovers would soon destroy her. For they, the church, had left him, God, and his word, the way of life. They got away from God's way of life and made their own. Oh, the word was a stumbling block to them. It's the same thing today. The Word of God is a stumbling block to the so-called Christian. Amen. Tell him about the water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Tell him about the Holy God that'll make... You know, well, they say, well, we got the Holy Ghost, and why are you still wearing bob hair? Amen. Why are you still baptize in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost? Amen. Why are you still believing in these other things that you believe in, acting the way you do? Uh, goes to show it, your fruit's prove it. Jesus said, by the fruit's in know. Them. Yeah, see, that just goes to show you, you're talking about something you know nothing about. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes. If Amos is here, he'd cry against their systems. You know that. Now, I'm going to read one verse before closing. The eighth verse of the third chapter. And let's read. The lion has roared. Who will not fear? The Lord has spoken. Who can but prophesy? Listen. In closing now, I want to say this. I'm sorry to have kept you a half hour late. But look, I want to say this. I'm a hunter. I hunt. I'm glad God gave me something like that. The other day when the gun went off, I went right back down to see if I could shoot again. I don't want it to scare me. If I had a wreck out on the road, I wouldn't quit driving a car. If I walked across the floor and stumbled my toe on the carpet and went through the window, I wouldn't quit walking. See? No. No. God gave me a clean exercise. That's Satan. That wasn't God. See? That was Satan. Now, I know the spiritual application to it. There's three of us in this room right now that knows what it is. And it would raise a hair on your head, but I wouldn't tell no one, see. Listen to these three people for a confirmation. Now, it's all all right. It's all God knows all about it and forewarned it and everything else. And we know it's partly my fault. And I had something I'd, I'd tuck up for a man one time when I should not have tucked up. I could have just shucked the liver out of him. See, instead of doing it, I had to pay for it. So then, so we that's all right. It's me and it's forgiven now. and we we'll go on, see. Yes, Amos... This 8th verse. If a lion roars, who will not fear? I've hunted in the African jungles. I've been around where lions were. He's the king of the beasts. I've laid out in the jungles at nighttime and hear the squawking and the hyenas, the laughing, the howling, and, and, the, and the different animals... And some of them hyenas that make just curl your blood when they scream. And there was leopards and whining and everything else and beetles and monkeys and baboons and thousands times, thousands of squeaks, squawk, walk, everywhere you can hear all kinds of things going on. But let a lion roar. The beetles even keep still. It's a deathly hush. They keep still. What? Their king has spoken. Amen. If a lion roars, you'll not fear. When God speaks, who can keep from prophesying? When God speaks, the prophet cries. You know what I mean? The true prophet cries. Friends, he has spoken. Then let every creature of his kingdom take heed to what he said. If a lion can recognize... That there's something wrong when he roars, everything of his kingdom hushes. They listen, even the little beetles, yet he's in the kingdom of that lion. That blood shrilling howl of the hyena, he shuts up. That elephant there that could pick up the lion and whirl him around with his whew, whew, and let a lion roar, he'll shut up and stand still. Let the Cape Buffalo, who can snort, look like blow fire from his nose. When a lion jump on him, wouldn't even harm him. Let the rhino with his seven tons of armor piercing, this big snoot, let a lion roar! He stops in his tracks. What's the matter? His king has spoken. See? He wants to hear what's going to be said. When God speaks, the prophet cries. And then let his kingdom take heed to what he's saying. God has spoken. Let every creature of his kingdom listen to what he's saying. Let's pray.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, lion of the tribe of Judah,
1: rise up and roar.
0: Thou art roaring in this last day. Your eyes are narrowed. You're looking down. You're seeing the sin of this so-called Christian nation and world. You're seeing the sin of this nation when it's been bought with precious blood. You're seeing how the denominations are waiting over your word. See how the false prophets are lying. God's truth are denying Roar, O lion of Judah. Let your prophets cry. When God speaks who can keep from prophesying? It's a word of God coming out of the Bible. Moving up to the prophet, how can he hold his peace? The would he'd blow to pieces? Oh God, let your prophet roar, Lord. Roar out your message, God and let every creature of your kingdom take heed. May they stop. May the women stop and examine themselves. May the man stop and examine himself. May every preacher that listens to this tape stop and examine himself. For the lion of the tribe of Judah roars. And the true word coming to the prophets speak. Cry out. Repent and turn back before it's too late. God, I commit the message on the tape and in this visible audience to you this morning for trusting you'll approve it and call every son and daughter of God that's under the ever hear this tape or under the sound of the voice, they'll back to repentance before it's too late. And I believe, Lord, if you sent Amos here, he'd cry the same thing, for he could not cry but. If he is a prophet of the Lord, he's a sender forth of the Word. He's sent forth by the Word, with the Word, and he is the Word. Now, Lord, let it be done in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.